Welcome to the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Richmond, and this episode is going to focus on the topic of using the MBA to make a career switch or pivot. I am very fortunate to have not one, but two special guests joining me to explore this topic today. I have a current second-year student at NYU's Stern School of Business and a senior director of MBA admissions from Stern as well. Let me bring our guests onto the show here with a quick introduction. So we'll start with Nuria Boch. And Nuria, welcome to the ClearMit podcast. I know you're currently a second-year student at Stern, but could you tell our listeners a little bit about like what you were doing prior to business school, where you're from originally, and where you did your undergrad, what you studied, that kind of stuff? Sure. Um, and thank you, Graham, for the introduction. I'm very, very excited to be here and talk about Stern. So I'm originally from Barcelona, Spain, but I've been living away from home for a while. I was in Boston for undergrad where I studied undergrad business, focusing on marketing, lived in London and then New York prior to Stern as well. Um, so my background actually before school was very focused on e-commerce demand generation and performance marketing. Um, and I used to work at Samsung in their direct-to-consumer side of the business before joining business school. Wow. Okay. Well, thanks for that introduction. I cannot wait to hear a little bit more about not only your kind of pre-MBA experience, but also what you've been doing at Stern. Uh, I also wanted to introduce Lauren Callio. Uh, Lauren, welcome to the show. I mentioned that you're a senior director of admissions at Stern, but could you tell us a little bit more about like what your role entails and how long have you been doing this? And also, what do you like about being on the admissions team? Hi, Graham. Thanks for having us. I am Lauren Callio, like you said, Senior Director of MBA Admissions at Stern. I have been at Stern about six and a half years, and during that time have worked on our two-year full-time MBA program, as well as our one-year MBA programs in technology and entrepreneurship and fashion and luxury. My favorite thing about MBA admissions is just being able to travel and meet prospective students on the road or even in New York and sort of watch from the very start of that process when they're thinking about getting an MBA through to the program and their ultimate career goal. That makes sense. I think you and I are motivated by a lot of the same things, you know, given how the, all the exposure we have to lots of um, people embarking on this journey. Um, so again, I wanted to thank both of you for joining us today. I cannot wait to talk about kind of career switching. It's such a hot topic and it's something that a lot of MBA candidates think about. So let's get into the first sort of set of questions that I had. Um, and these are all really about, you know, again, making a career switch. So I want to start with you, Noria. It sounds like you were looking to make a pretty big change. And so I wondered, like, how did you decide that an MBA was the right path for you? And what concerns did you have before applying? And ideally, how has you know, your time at Stern addressed some of those concerns about making a pivot? I would say the first time I thought about going to business school was... Um, talking to a friend of mine who was listening to some of my concerns about feeling a bit, you know, stagnant in my role in performance marketing. And he basically said that he would see me really thriving in business school. So it's funny because he's someone who just planted the seed of something that I hadn't really thought about for myself. Um, and from that point on, I started to do a little more research, noticed that even at Samsung where I was working at, some of the people who had roles that I could see myself in had MBAs that seemed to be the connective tissue, started talking to people from my undergrad who were uh, maybe a couple of years, three years out of their MBA journey who started you know, a little bit before me, um, what kind of jobs they were securing right after business school. 
Um, so a lot of it was just conversation. I felt like I needed to tap into my network and see what people were doing, what they got from their degree, you know, close to graduation, but also looking at some of my mentors uh, from undergrad or from my career, you know, who'd been maybe 10 years out to see what the longevity of the degree uh, midway through your career looked like. So uh, this is very much my personality. I have to gather all the data, all the information <laughs> before making a decision. Um, so, so that was really it. I was convinced just around you know, being able to make a career pivot, also friends that you make along the way, growing your network, and then just being back in an environment where as someone who really liked school uh, could do again for one last time in life. So even just that more kind of emotional aspect was important to me. Um, the main concern that I had was financial, which I'm sure is fairly common, um, especially someone who's living in New York and, um, you know, was starting to get off the ground as far as um, being out of school for a few years but I just keep thinking back of you know this is this is it's a long degree like my MBA is going to be part of my life um, as far as the people who I've met along the way and all of the accumulated experiences from being in class my internship and whatever my career unfolds as. So um, I, I just know it's going to work out. I think it's it's easy to focus very much on, oh my gosh, two years, not getting paid, uh, living in a city like New York. But when there is a will, there is a way. And I think Stern has you know resources also that have helped me answer questions that I've had around what this looks like. Um, so yeah, I feel, I feel good about it still. <laughs> yeah. And I know, I know we're going to hear more from you about kind of the exciting news around, you know, what you did in the summer and where you're heading next. So we'll, we'll hold on to that information. I did want to turn to Lauren and just ask you when you see a candidate who is a career switcher, I mean, like, what do you think they should be considering when they're in the early process of like learning about the MBA? What sort of questions might they need to be asking, et cetera? A lot of research, like Nuria said. I think they should be looking at the possible outcomes in the role and the function that they're looking for. So is that a pivot that they're going to be able to make short term? Is that more of a middle term pivot, longer term? What does that look like? And I think that's by talking to folks. So talking to your network, talking to alums of the schools that you're interested in and really doing that research. You also want to consider what the areas of strength are for the schools that you're considering. So have folks gone to these schools and made that pivot that you're looking to make? So again, talking to people, looking at employment reports for the schools, looking at the areas of expertise for different faculty, looking at location and accessibility to these different industries. The other thing I'll just add from more of, I think, an admissions perspective in your application is to really start thinking about the skills that you can start building between now and the time that you're applying or even the time that you're going to start the program that's going to make you more competitive to be able to make that pivot. Yeah, that's actually really good. It's something we talk a lot about on this show. Um, so great advice. I guess one of the things I wanted to go back to you, uh, Noria, it, it's, you know, you mentioned that you did a lot of research and, and Lauren just kind of underlined the importance of that. But I wondered, like, are there specific resources that you took advantage of when you were doing this research? And I guess more specifically, like, how did you narrow your list of target schools? Mm -hmm. I first selected schools based on geography that honestly made my life a lot easier. Um, and then as far as very tactical resources, once I knew that I would ideally want to stay in New York or at least in the Northeast, um, I tapped into Forte Foundation. So I wanted to understand what my experience would be at school um, as a woman identifying candidate. And I actually signed up for their launch program, which was really helpful to have a small group, um, almost 
almost like a study group throughout the entire process. Um, and then another very tactical uh, piece of advice that I'd have for uh, prospective MBAs is to email the clubs on campus because they're the ones who are going to be working very closely with you throughout recruiting. So I wanted to understand what that would look like for me as soon as I set foot on campus. Um, I had heard just through my network how important the consulting clubs were going to be for me. So that's something that I hyper-focused on, especially talking about resources that they had, um, you know, with their career services office, the student body that was helping, especially with the interview process, discounts for different software that you use when you're paying for consulting. Uh, so that really helped basically have a list of about five target schools that I applied to. Got it. Okay. And I think like sort of spoiler alert, you know, the pivot that you were attempting to engineer was from, you said, performance marketing in in the tech domain, I guess, with Samsung, and then into maybe strategy consulting, which we'll learn more about as we go here. Uh, Lauren, turning to you, where in the application do candidates who are thinking about a career switch have the opportunity to like share that plan? And is there anything they need to keep in mind as they're putting together their application with respect to that? Yeah, there are a few places in the application where they'll be able to share this. So one is around our short-term career goals essay. This essay itself is short, it's 150 words. So here you'll wanna be clear and to the point about what those short-term career goals are and a little bit about how you plan to make that transition. So this could be a good place to share what those transferable skills are from your current experience to the pivot that you're looking to make. The other place in the application you'll be able to do this is what we call our change essay. So Stern has um, what I'll call, I suppose, a tagline, which is around change, dare it, dream it, drive it. And this is really speaking to how Stern is really a driver of innovation and at the forefront of change. And so we're asking students to talk to us a little bit about how they would do that, add their own verb in there, and talk to us a little bit about how they will live that change verb while at Stern and how that really resonates with them. So again, this is a possible opportunity where they're going to share how they're going to make this own pivot or their own change in their career. Elsewhere in the application process, if an applicant is invited to interview, short-term and usually long-term career goals will come up in that conversation as well. So I would say to applicants to be prepared to talk about those goals and those pivots during your interview. But overall in your application, you really want to make that connection between what your experience is and what those goals are and how you're going to leverage your transferable skills to make that pivot. So you really want to connect the dots for the admissions committee, particularly if your current experience or your work experience is pretty niche. You really want to outline that for us. I, or, I always sort of say, we are the people and the humans that are reading your application. We want to hear that story. We want to hear that detail. So just make sure that you're making that connection for us from what you've been doing to where you want to go. Okay. Yeah. Great advice. Something we talk a lot about on the Clear Bit podcast regularly too. So I think um, I want to shift gears a little bit and start talking about how Stern helps specifically with the career pivot. So once you're a student and so Nuri, I wanted to turn back to you and ask you, um, maybe this is the big unveil, unveil, like what was your internship? So what did you end up doing over the summer between first year and second year? And also just more broadly, like what resources have you taken advantage of at Stern 
that helped you to land that internship and, and also just to kind of get you ready for this next phase in your career? Sure. Um, so my internship was in consulting. I was at McKinsey over the summer, which I absolutely loved. Um, the biggest resource that Stern has is really the student body. So the Management Consulting Association bands together to get MBA ones uh, prepared and ready for interviews in a way that I don't think I could have really imagined when I was an applicant. Um, the amount of hours that students put in to help prepare coffee chats, behavioral questions, cases, even just extra support that I needed, for example, with uh, the quant prep, which was a little bit tougher. Um, I feel like it was just a community team effort of, of students that are very selfless and want everyone to succeed, as uh, corny as that sounds. It's very, very true. Um, and I was also the annoying person who booked meetings with our careers office once every two weeks for very specific questions that I had around addressing, you know, different people at firms, whether they're a recruiter or a senior partner, how do I tweak my language, uh, proofreading certain emails, happen with my, you know, cover letters ahead of time. So I took advantage of, of both of those resources. Um, and maybe one also um, that I, that I again, I didn't really envision would be so helpful, but actually Stern alumni at firms helped me uh, see myself in, in the consultant shoes. Um, being in performance marketing, I was in-house. I was uh, part of a broader marketing team, you know, working very tactically with uh, different members of uh, supporting e-commerce teams. So different from what you do as a consultant when you're plugging and playing, you know, different industries, different clients. So they helped me understand more broadly, what does this actually look like? Because they'd been in the role for maybe, you know, about a year or two. Yeah, that sounds like a terrific resource. Um, and, you know, it sounds like you did all the right things in sort of getting yourself to that uh, McKinsey internship. Lauren, turning to you, I know admissions does collaborate with the careers team and the broader leadership at Stern as you kind of create the vision for what the MBA student experience is like. And I wondered, you know, what does the careers team in the school do to support students like Noria who are, you know, trying to make a, this kind of a career shift? There is a lot of collaboration that happens across the school to support our students who are looking to make a career pivot. And Stern is absolutely the place to make these career changes happen. Noria highlighted a few of the resources that she has leveraged in making her own pivot, including working with the student professional clubs and partnering quite closely with our career coaches. And I will just back her up here and say that the career coaches are always available to work with students. The careers team will support students, whether they're looking to make a pivot in function, a pivot in industry, a pivot in geography. And our coaches are experts in a variety of industries, which means that they can support students in a range of career pivots, whether that's into technology, finance, healthcare, marketing, just to name a few. Another resource I would like to highlight is our alumni base. So Stern has over 110,000 alums working across the world in a number of industries. And recently, our careers team put a program into place, which is called Alumni in Residence. And this is a program which includes a cohort of alumni who have graduated within the last 10 years and have offered their time to work one-on-one -on -one with students to talk about their own career journey and help to support our current student in theirs. 
So there are a number of resources available across the school, and the school generally is very supportive of our students who are looking to make a career pivot. Got it. Okay. So lots of resources being put forth there. I guess, Nuria, I wanted to know, you know, there must have been challenges that you anticipated as a career switcher. And, you know, you're doing lots of research, talking to alums, taking advantage of all the resources on campus. But I just wonder, like, as you thought about this before you arrived, like, how has your time in school addressed some of these challenges that you were considering or that you thought, you know, would kind of get in the way? So the biggest challenge um, that I knew that I'd had to overcome, especially before interviews, was my fluency in, uh, let's say, business lexicon, especially the more financial analysis side, quantitative side. Um, I was a little worried coming in that, you know, especially students who've had backgrounds in audit or financial services would be set for interviews and I'd have to somehow learn everything they learned in their careers in a very short period of time. That's absolutely not true, but I will say a lot of those students, um, again, they know their strengths the same way that I eventually learned my strengths too. And you just help each other learn these areas so that when you're ready for coffee chats and even interview day, you don't have to be an expert, but at least you know what you're talking about and firms see that you've done that research. Uh, So yeah, that looked like, you know, more uh, targeted sessions with students helping me with math drills, um, helping me understand certain nuances in financial statements, uh, special for consulting of different kinds of cases. So M&A and private equity. Um, again, I just leaned on people who know more than I do. Um, so I would say that was the biggest thing. Um, and again, you don't have to be an expert in anything, but you do want to show that you've at least tried. Um, and then once you're in the job, the really great thing about consulting is they'll teach you everything. So that also helped um, you know, remove some of the pressure. So that makes a lot of sense, Nuria. I mean, I'm just now recalling fondly the days of, you know, being an MBA student myself and doing these interviews and having to get up to speed for strategy consulting interviews. So it sounds like, um, yeah, there was uh, a learning curve, but one that you were able to to, to tackle. Uh, Lauren, I wanted to ask you a question about challenges that you see students facing once they're in the program as a career switcher. And, you know, any examples or anything you want to share about how the school helps students address some of those challenges? I think that career switchers really need to be particularly self-aware. They need to be willing to take the advice of those around them. They also need to be flexible. And so I think that challenges can arise when they don't really take that approach. I think you need to be open to what different opportunities might be out there. And again, like I said earlier, is this going to be a short-term pivot, a midterm, a longer term? And just be realistic about what they might look for or what, what that might look like, I should say. So does it mean that you're going to have that ultimate career goal right out of school, or they're going to be what we call sort of stepping stone roles that might get you to what that ultimate goal is. So sort of self-awareness about walking through that process. And again, willing to take the advice of others who have walked this path before. And like we said, of course, the careers team is going to support this. But I think where we also really see this support come through is through the professional clubs. And that really supplements what's happening out of the careers team. And I think this is actually where we really see the value of IQ plus EQ that Stern really does strongly hold come through. So you really see the MBA twos helping the MBA ones through these professional clubs. It's really a partnership. These are MBA twos who have been through this before, and they're really lending that support to the MBA ones. And so generally that sense of giving back, sort of reflecting and being able to say, hey, I really need some help here. Can you help walk me through this? And the MBA twos being able to do that. So some of the resources 
that really come through the professional clubs are going to be recruiting resources, which might include interview prep. They provide industry guides, which talk about the different functions and roles within these industries. And this is just information that the professional clubs have put together to support the students. Um, They really network with companies. There are alums that are involved. And I think the students that might, that really overcome these challenges as career switchers are the ones who really opt into these resources and really put themselves out there to make the pivot. Got it. Having been on campus a handful of times, I can definitely attest to that. There's something in the air, right? It just feels like it's a super collaborative um, environment and just a really welcoming space. Uh, I want to stick with you, Lauren, as we kind of pivot a little bit, no pun intended here. Um, I want to talk, let's do a little bit of a sidebar about what I often would refer to as like a non-traditional candidacy. So, you know, people often say, oh, non-traditionals or um, poets, some people say, for people who are kind of coming from backgrounds that maybe aren't as business oriented, et cetera. But so my question for you is, you know, we hear a lot about these types of candidates in part because they're the ones who often are making the biggest change in their career. And I wondered like, how does the school support the range of career interests that you see in the employment report? I mean, people who graduate from NYU CERN are heading off into so many different directions. And so I'm wondering, how are you looking at these candidates when they apply? Um, you know, cause it's obviously there's just a whole um, range of things that they could potentially go off and do. To address your question about the range of career interests seen in the Stern Employment Report, because there is quite a range, and I know that today we're spending a lot of our time talking about a pivot into consulting, but there are so many students that are looking to make pivots into other industries and functions. As an example, I think of someone who might come into the program who already has a background and experience in consulting, but is looking to move into something like brand management. So there they may have experience on the client side and they're looking to do something more in-house. Another time we've had a student who was a music educator and wanted to to move into music technology. We often see educators who want to move into technology or more specifically ed tech. We have a current student right now who, as as of most recent, was a DJ but wants to get into finance. And so in order to build their skill set as they prepared for the program, they have been doing some investing on the side. So these are just some examples of the pivots that we see students making. There are a number of ways that the schools support these, but I do have to give a shout out to our Office of Student Engagement, who oversees and manages all of our experiential programs. So for these students that I just referenced, one that comes to mind is called Consulting Lab Branding and Innovation, where students get to work with a company who is having some branding challenges. So this is a real situation. The students are consulting with the company on those challenges and offering some suggestions for improvements and working through those with the company. In terms of someone who's looking to pivot into technology, I think of a program that we have called Tech in the City, where students get to work with a startup. So in any of these situations, students are working with real companies in real time to find real solutions. And our location in New York is really able to facilitate these. It's just the ease of access that is really unparalleled in terms of providing this type of support for career switchers when we know that this is experience that recruiters are going to be looking for once these career switchers are starting to recruit. It's interesting that you talk about in-semester internships um, because I cannot think of a better place to be than New York City um, to do some of those. uh, And there must just be a a ton on offer. Uh, Nori, I wanted to go back to you and ask you a little bit about Stern and, you know, just 
sort of the inclusive community that is fostered there. So I just wondered, like, how, just can you give us some examples of how you've gotten involved as a student? I mean, obviously it sounds like you've done, done quite a bit with the consulting club, but what else have you been doing on campus? So I think there's a place for everyone at Stern. Um, and once you find the groove of what you're doing in school and academics, um, you'll start looking at areas to really spend your time, especially once you've secured that summer internship. Um, I spend quite <laughs> a bit of time with ABAS, the Association of Hispanic and Black Business Students, working with admissions actually. So um, that essentially means putting together events on campus and speaking to prospective students and some of the concerns that they have around community. Um, And I mean, again, I know I've already talked quite a bit about consulting, but it is such a team effort that that's where where most of my hours are going this year. But um, it really does feel incredible to also start meeting some of the MBA ones and just growing my network in that direction, even though that, you know, most of the time that we're spending together is actually uh, to help them get their internship. Um, And then more on the social side. So I feel incredibly privileged and and lucky to be in a place where I've actually met some of my closest friends um, as I enter my 30s, which isn't something that I'd really you know, imagine what happened. Uh, so I've become the trip planner for, for my group of friends. And, and I'm trying to just take advantage of, you know, what's in New York to actually spend some of this cherished time before uh, we're working full time again. All right. So speaking of the inclusive community at Stern, Lauren, I wanted to ask you about um, just to get a favorite sort of success story for you from you about a non-traditional, you know, candidate. I mean, I know Stern seems really open to folks from all different backgrounds. And, you know, we've talked um, for most of this uh, show about, you know, the ability to pivot and and career switch. So is there someone that you kind of recall coming through the program and whose story you'd like to share? Absolutely. There's one alum that I really enjoy talking about. He actually studied in undergrad physics um, and business school was not in his path. I think his original plan was to go to med school, so has made a few pivots along the way. And before coming to Stern was um, working in data analytics and entertainment and wanted to get into consulting. And so the way that he did that is actually through several internships. So he had a pre-MBA internship. He, of course, had a summer internship, also had an in-semester internship to really get that experience. And so right out of business school, went into a consulting role at an MBB. Um, And then again, made another pivot, sort of marrying his original goals and then those consulting goals and now works in strategy at TikTok and has also made a geographic change, um, moved abroad, so has made a few different pivots in a few different ways. And I'm really excited when I travel and get to see him on the road and just hear, you know, what he's doing now. He always has a, a fun story to share. Yeah, that's pretty interesting from physics to potentially med school and then to an MBA at Stern and then TikTok and <laughs> consulting along the way too. So it sounds really interesting. Um, I guess I wanted to, you know, while we're talking about candidates that have come, you know, to Stern, you know, a lot of people tuning in to this podcast are people who may very well apply to Stern. And so I, I would be remiss and I think our audience would kill me if I didn't ask you some questions about kind of advice for prospective students. So, um, Noria, let's start with you. What advice would you give to your past self um, if you can imagine like what it was like when you were just preparing to kind of apply to business school. So any advice that you have? Yes, I would say the biggest thing is to create some breaks in your super hectic schedule, especially as you're getting the GMAT out of the way, you're already networking with students, you're doing all this research. I was very burnt out. That's one of the biggest <laughs> 
kind of pressing memories that I have of the beginning of my MBA journey. Uh, if you're working full time and you're trying to make it all fit, it, it's hard. So just give yourself some days when you're not doing anything. Um, I learned this later on in the process, but you know, one day you're not opening your GMAT books, you're not doing anything and you're really fully clearing your brain and resting. Uh, so if you can insert a little bit of that throughout the journey, um, I think you will thank yourself later. Yeah. It's almost like a running analogy where if you can't run every day. You got to take a day off every now and again to recoup and stuff. So um, great advice. Uh, Lauren, turning to you, I know that um, in some cases, candidates can be a little skeptical about whether or not the MBA can help them to make a change, particularly if they're trying to pivot or go in another direction. And so what advice do you have for candidates who are trying to figure out if the MBA just makes sense for them in the first place? Yeah, we talked a lot about this at the beginning, but I think there's just a lot of research that goes into this decision. It is a pretty big decision. And I think absolutely start talking to people who have done this before. So Start reaching out to the people in your network. Again, reach out to the alumni of the schools that you're interested in. It really helps to see how these stories have played out. So if you're able to see someone that's done this before, it's easier, I think, to see yourself be able to make that pivot. So definitely putting yourself out there, having those conversations. I would absolutely also talk to current students. So at Stern, we have what we call graduate ambassadors working on in our admissions office. Those are MBA twos who have been through this recruiting process reach out to them, talk to them. If one of them hasn't made the pivot that you're looking to make, they are more than happy to make a connection with their classmate and someone who's done that. So definitely reach out. On the admission side, we host a ton of events. We travel in person, but we also do a ton of virtual events. Come to those events, meet the admissions committee so we can really share our perspective on what we're looking for. And really our ultimate goal is to help you envision yourself at Stern. So come to these events and ask us those questions. Okay. Yeah. Great advice. I guess Noria had another question for you. And this is, um, you know, more kind of down to brass tacks when you get into school. So what advice do you have for someone who, let's say they've been admitted to several schools and they're trying to make that final decision? Like what, what steps would you recommend they take to decide? I would say if you can visit the campus and see yourself there, um, that's something that I was able to do because the schools that I was applying to were nearby and it made a big difference just trying to picture okay, this is going to be every day for the next two years. Is this really the environment? These are the surroundings, the location that I see myself in. Um, and then the other one, especially if you're someone who knows what summer internship you're going after, to really talk to the clubs. I said this earlier, but you're going to be spending a lot of your time with students that are members of these clubs and helping you interview and get those jobs. So are, you know, is the school that you're going to or the schools that you narrowed down have the best clubs? And I feel like you only really know that by talking to students who graduated and really getting that perspective. Um, so for me, NYU was a slam dunk because a few people in my network had said, they have a really good consulting club and you want that even though you don't know. <laughs> so um, <laughs> That would that would be my advice. And also, there's not going to be a wrong decision. I think you're going to look back and it's all going to fall into place. It's all going to make sense. You're going to start meeting new friends. You're going to get so excited about spending two years really doing whatever you want and taking a break um, <laughs> that you're going to love it. Got it. Uh, Lauren, one last question for you, and that is... It's, it's a pretty simple one, but what is like one thing that you would want anyone who's considering Stern to know before they submit their application? I think I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit more about really, truly how much we value IQ plus EQ. I mentioned this early, but I 
really want to share more about this and why it's important to us and how you can share those EQ skills that you possess with us through the application process. Um, there are a few different ways that you can do this through the application, through the change essay that I spoke about earlier, through your interview, which will take place with a member of the admissions committee, through the way that we ask for our EQ endorsements, and we're going to ask your endorser to share an example of EQ, a time when you demonstrated EQ. So we're really looking for this, and I think the next step of that is how does this actually play out in the CERN community? And I think it plays out in the ways that we talked about the interactions with the student clubs and the students giving back to each other and the fact that you could reach out to a Stern alum and they will respond to you and they will answer your questions about the pivot that you're looking to make. And so that's something that's really important to us in the admissions process as students. And to be honest, it's also something that recruiters are really looking for. So we do hear time and time again from recruiters that this strong value around IQ plus EQ is something that does make the Stern student stand, stand out. Um, it brings a sense of really genuine student, student body. Graham, you touched on this earlier around a collaborative community, and that really is what Stern is. Um, and again, I think the best way to, to learn more about that is like to come to campus, to attend events, and really see if you can see yourself at Stern. Got it. Yeah, I, I know I've learned a tremendous amount. Like I had this feeling of what it's like at Stern from being on campus, but hearing you kind of elaborate on this, both, um, both of you really talking through this has been super helpful, not only for me, but presumably for everyone tuned in today. Um, those are all the questions that I had for for you both. I wanted to thank you, um, each of you, so much for joining me on the show today to tackle a topic that is, you know, obviously on a lot of applicants' minds. And I truly appreciate your time. And, you know, obviously, please come back on the show anytime. Um, so thanks so much, Noria and Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Please stay tuned for more episodes of the Clear Admit MBA Admissions podcast. And remember to rate and review the show wherever you listen.